The 2022 rookie face-off got underway in San Jose on Friday. We'll tell you all about the Kings' first game against the Colorado Avalanche. We focused on a couple of Kings' young up-and-coming stars in Quinton Byfield and Brand Clark and anybody else who caught our eye. We'll tell you all about it and what to expect in Game 2 of the rookie face-off for the LA Kings. That's coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host for Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. The past 20-plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL insider. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. The 2022 rookie face-off in San Jose got underway on Friday. We are going to break down the game uh, against the Colorado Avalanche in just a second. Uh, but we do want to let you know that uh, one note uh, or a couple of interesting notes, I guess, about this uh, game that was played in San Jose uh, between the Kings and the Avalanche was the first ever game played in the new arena that has been built uh, in San Jose. I believe it's for the uh, the San Jose Barracuda or maybe it's just a practice facility for the San Jose Sharks, uh, but it's called the Tech CU Arena. Uh, and uh, watching it, it looks like a nice facility. It is smaller. Um, but it reminded me of uh, what we're going to see with the Arizona Coyotes this year, who are playing in that 5,000-seat arena on the campus of Arizona State University, and they're going to be playing there for a couple of years. Uh, but watching that game kind of uh, felt like that could be a preview of what we're going to see uh, for the Arizona Coyotes this year. But that that is an aside. Uh, but this was the first ever game played in this new facility built by the San Jose Sharks and also uh, this was the first game uh, for Marco Sturm as head coach, who, of course, is going to be taking over as a head coach for the uh, Ontario Reign for the AHL this season. As far as the lineup for the LA Kings in the opening game of this rookie faceoff, uh, you had Quentin Byfield, the num- first round pick, number two overall in 2020, centering the first line on his wings. You had Tyler Madden, third round pick in 2018 by the Canucks. Uh, acquired by the Kings in a trade. And also on the other wing, you had E2 Jumson, a uh, seventh-round pick of the Kings in 2020. The second line was centered by Samuel Hellenius, second-round pick, uh, 2021 draft for the Kings. Uh, fr- uh, you had free agent signing Taylor Ward on one wing, and then seventh-round pick uh, in 2019, Andre Lee on the other wing. The third line was centered by Francesco Pinelli, second round pick of the Kings in 2021. Uh, he had Bennett Rossmi on one wing. He was a camp invitee and Brett Kemp, a free agent signing by the Kings. And the fourth line for the LA Kings, all camp invitees. Uh, the center was uh, Ridley 
uh, Fiddler Schultz with James Steffen and Eric Allery on the other wing. The defensive pairs were uh, Kim Nosyainen, a fourth-round pick of the Kings in 2019. He was paired up with Brant Clark, the first-round pick, eighth overall in 2021. Second pairing had Angus Booth, fourth-round pick in this year's draft by the LA Kings, and Helga Granz, second-round pick of the Kings in 2020. And then the third pairing were a couple of camp invitees, Mark Lois and Landon Koshier. Uh, the goaltender was Jacob Ingham. He was a sixth-round pick of the Kings in 2018. So just a quick recap on the game. Uh, if you didn't see it, it was a game of ebbs and flows. Uh, the Kings started off the first period strong, initially out shooting Colorado 8-4. to four. Then the Avs gained the momentum and control of the second half of the opening period, uh, out shooting the Kings 9-2. to two. Uh, The Kings would score first with Brant Clark sending a shot on net and Francesco Pinelli redirecting in the puck to make it 1-0 LA. The Avalanche responded with two quick goals uh, later in the period, just 23 seconds apart, and Colorado led 2-1 after one. Uh, in the second period, better job by the LA Kings, especially on special teams. They scored a power play goal. Uh, Taylor Ward scoring on a nice feed from Brant Clark. Um, and they also killed off three Colorado power plays, and the game was tied at 2-2 after two. Uh, third period was pretty even, kind of back and forth. Jacob Ingham, the goaltender for the Kings, made a couple of really nice saves, uh, one early in the third period, one a little bit later on. Uh, but the final uh, goal of the game, the game-winning goal, would be scored on a point shot from the blue line that deflected in past Jacob Ingham, uh, and that would be the final score, 3-2. Colorado beats L.A. Uh, Ingham would allow three goals on 33 shots. Brant Clark, two primary assists, uh, and leading the Kings with two points in the uh, in the defeat. Uh, so I wanted to focus on two players in particular uh, going into this game, two players that we're all uh, very excited about uh, to see what they can do this coming year. One will be at the NHL level. The other one, we're not sure of yet. Uh, but the first one, of course, is Quentin Byfield, uh, the former first-round pick, number two overall, and uh, a guy who got, obviously, a, a decent taste of the NHL a year ago, but also a player that has, I don't want to say he's controversial, uh, but a lot of people are expecting a lot of big things from him, and they want to see it sooner rather than later. So all eyes are going to be on Quinton Byfield for this coming season to see if he can kind of fulfill some of the promise that uh, you know a lot of Kings fans feel um, that he, he should be showing us a little bit more of. So uh, just focusing on him, and in the first period, uh, there was a moment where he broke in alone on net with about five minutes uh, into the first period. Did not get off a good shot. Not sure if the goalie was able to poke check him or not, but it seemed like he, he never really had control of the puck despite an aggressive move towards the net. Uh, there were a few times there in that first period where, uh, you know, he's a bigger player, um, but he lost a couple of battles in the corners um, and seemed to have trouble controlling the puck. Uh, in the second period, uh, he had a, a real nice shot from the high slot with time and space, uh, but the goaltender made the save, but a nice opportunity. Uh, from Quentin Byfield, unfortunately, um, you know, he had, like I said, in the high slot, some time and space. You'd like to see him finish on that opportunity. Uh, maybe credit the goaltender. Maybe uh, don't credit Quentin Byfield for not being able to finish on that one. And then the third period, um, he had a nice give and go with Tyler Madden, but it was more really about Madden uh, getting a shot on goal and, and, and getting a rebound. Um, I thought that Quentin Byfield did do a very good job in the faceoff circle. Um, there was one time where he won uh, a, a face-off on the power play in the app zone. It led directly to a shot on goal. 
Um, he did draw a slashing penalty in that third period. Um, power play shot uh, as well, although it was a fairly routine glove save by the goaltender. Uh, I thought he looked pretty good on special teams in particular. Uh, there was another opportunity he had late um, with the extra attacker looking to tie the game, uh, and he fanned on a bouncing puck. Um, Byfield did uh, uh, have another chance late with the extra attacker. Uh, he went strong to the net, but again, the, the puck seemed to bounce off of his stick as he was going strong to the net. So overall for Quentin Byfield, I was encouraged with his aggressiveness. There were a few times, like I said, where he did break in a strong to the net, but it just seemed like the, the puck would never stay on his stick. Um, and I mentioned earlier, this was the first ever hockey game in this arena. Um, so I don't know if there was an issue with the ice at all. I didn't really notice it with any other players, to be honest with you. But I also will admit that I didn't focus on any of the other forwards as much as I did on Quinton Byfield. Um, so I'm not sure what to make of that. It just seemed like the puck wouldn't stay on his stick. But he did have some good opportunities, wasn't able to finish, did not score a point in this game. Like I said, I thought he did a good job in the faceoff circle. I think he looks, uh, he stands out on um, the special teams. I thought he he, he made his presence known a, a bit uh, with some decent passes on the power play. He's got such a big wingspan um, that you'd like him to see maybe to be a little bit more effective on the penalty kill. But overall for Quentin Byfield, I just need to see more from him, to be honest with you. Like I said, I was encouraged that he had a couple of opportunities. I was encouraged with some of his aggressiveness. Uh, I thought he did a good job in the faceoff circle, but still, you need to see the finish from Quentin Byfield. There was that one play in particular in the high slot where he had time and space, and he's got to finish that. And let's be honest, it's not like he's playing against NHL-level competition in this event. He should be the best player on the ice. Um, and it's just one game, so you don't want to overreact. But again, want to see more from Quentin Byfield. It wasn't a bad game for him, but being who he is, where he was picked, and what's expected of him, I need, I personally need to see a little bit more from him than I saw in this game, especially just with finishing. He's he's getting you know the puck in dangerous areas, but I again I don't know why it seemed like the puck was bouncing around on his stick, like he never could get it settled and get some good good shots. Other than that one shot he had in the high slot that the goalie made the save on, but um, I, just an okay effort from from Quentin Byfield. But I, I I just would like to see more from Quentin Byfield. We'll see if we see more in the next two games, uh, if he's in the lineup uh, for the LA Kings. Uh, we're going to focus on defenseman Brant Clark and tell you how he did in this opening game in a moment. Uh, but I do want to remind you that Bet Online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. Bet Online is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, uh, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So, the other player that I focused on was defenseman Brant Clark. Uh, and in the first period, uh, he had a shot on net that was redirected into the goal by Francesco Pinelli. Uh, to make it one nothing Kings. I'm not sure if that was just a shot on goal with traffic in front or if that was a shot pass to Pinelli, to his stick, where he, we then deflected it into the net. Either way, a good decision and good execution by Brant Clark. Uh, there were a couple of times in the first period where he did let a defender get around him for a shot on goal. 
Uh, he did lose a puck uh, stick handling at the blue line and turned it over. Um, but you know, the, the, the big play in that first period, obviously the, the, the shot or the shot pass on net deflected in to give the Kings at that time, one, nothing lead a second period. I thought uh, Brent Clark did a nice job on the penalty kill. Uh, he made a nice play to get a clear uh, on the PK. Um, he also had a play where he skated into the zone, made a nice pass off to Taylor Ward, who would score the second Kings goal in that second period. So two primary assists. For Brant Clark, great showing there for him to set up the two Kings goals in this game. In third period, um, you know, there was one play where he just toyed with an avalanche forward that was forechecking on him, just danced around him with the puck and, and skated it out of the zone and, and really showed his stick handling ability on that one. Uh, there was a moment where the Kings were on a power play where Brent Clark uh, nullified that power play by taking an interference call. Uh, the puck was bouncing and kind of in the air and was heading out of the zone. And he tried to glove it and he couldn't get it. And so instead he took the defender out who he felt was going to get a breakaway opportunity. It was a tie game in the third period at that, at that point. In my mind, that's a pretty good penalty. Um, you don't want to give up a breakaway scoring chance with a game tied in the third. A little bit of bad luck for Brant Clark on that one. But in my mind, it actually showed some decent awareness. When he knew he couldn't get the puck, he wasn't going to let the player just go by him. He was hoping maybe he'd get away with it, but the referee called it, and it was actually a good call. Uh, and there was another moment where he did skate blue line to blue line, and then he turned the puck over, though, I think being a little bit too unselfish, uh, maybe wanting to not look like he's trying to do it all by himself. But I think when you're the most skilled puck handler on the ice which it looked like he was you know go and it's and it's a tie game go ahead and go end to end and try and and try and score uh and and get the uh the game tying goal um there there were a few times where he's a little too casual with the puck especially at his own blue line turned it over uh once time on the power play and it cost the king some valuable power play time uh he did save an empty net goal uh late in the game with the uh, extra attacker out for the la kings um, but overall, I really liked what I saw from Brant Clark. Uh, pretty clear he has some great um, stick handling uh, abilities. Uh, he's very comfortable with the puck on his stick, uh, makes it look kind of effortless at times, sometimes maybe a little bit too much. I think there's there's kind of a fine line between being, I don't know, casual with the puck is what I would call it, and not you know holding onto the puck a little bit too long. And that's something that comes with experience, but... Like I said, it's pretty clear that he uh, has uh, some high-end ability uh, and also the two primary assists. I mean, leading directly to goals uh, is what it's all about. So I, I was I was really high on the way that Brent Clark played in this game uh, and, and was really excited and encouraged to see uh, what he was able to do in this one. Uh, we're going to talk about another player that caught my eye in a second. But first, just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from Locked On NHL's channels, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or check it out on YouTube. So when I went into this game, I knew I wanted to focus on Quinton Byfield and Brant Clark. And there's also players involved in this game that I don't have a lot of knowledge of. Some of these camp invitees are, are pretty much new names to me, but there were some guys that obviously I knew about Helga Granz, Tyler Madden, for example. And, and one player that I, I thought kind of stood out who I knew of uh, was Francesco Pinelli. Um, I, 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 he had the nice redirect on the first goal to give the Kings the one nothing lead on the, the pass or the shot pass 
from Brant Clark. Uh, he showed a lot of energy. Uh, he really stood out on the ice to me with his aggressiveness and his forechecking. Didn't shy away from contact. Thought he did a good job on the penalty kill. He had a two-on-one chance, uh, partially fanned on a shot, um, but was in the right place at the right time to get a good scoring opportunity um, and almost got his second goal of the game. So I, I really like Francesco Pinelli and, and what he brought. Uh, like I said, a lot of energy, really stood out on the ice, obviously showed some scoring ability and some touch around the net by scoring the uh, the Kings' first goal of the game. And so he was somebody that caught my eye uh, and, and somebody that I'm going to definitely keep an eye on uh, going forward. Uh, as far as some of the other players um, that were playing in that opening game, uh, didn't see too much from Helga Granz, the other um, defenseman for the Kings that, it, you know, probably the most heralded other defenseman other than Brent Clark that was playing in this game, a former second round pick in 2020. Um, not, you know, not too much from him that really stood out. I, you know, I tried to keep an eye on him as much as I could. Um, I, I, Samuel Hellenius uh, was the second line center in this one. And uh, 6'6", he just, man, he's got, he just really, his, his size and his his range kind of stood out on the ice. Um, you know, didn't do too much with it in this game, but he's a, he's a guy with a lot of, with a lot of size and uh, maybe still kind of growing into his body a little bit, but uh, that, that did stand out a little bit to me. He's, he's a big kid. Um, Tyler Madden is, is a player that we've heard a bit about, and uh, he had a couple of decent chances, but nothing that stood out too much. Um, but I, I really liked, like I said, Brant Clark, I thought really stood out, uh, especially on, on the power play. Uh, just him at the point with the puck on his stick, you felt like something good was going to happen. Uh, he was going to find the open man or he's going to make the right decision most of the time. Like I said, Francesco Pinelli, I thought showed a lot of great energy. Um, Quentin Byfield, again, there were flashes here and there. Uh, and, and maybe I'm looking at him unfairly. I don't think I am. Uh, like I said, we expect a lot out of him. I'm sure the King expect a lot out of him. Was he the best player on the ice in this one? I would say no. Um, and I think he needs to be the best player on the ice for the Kings. Um, considering again, his talent, uh, and, and where he is. And I know that there, there are a lot of eyeballs on him, just like mine. There's a lot of scrutiny. Uh, around his game and and maybe we're looking for him to be a little bit too perfect but like I said he had a couple of chances I do like that he was a bit more aggressive than I've seen him in the past playing for the Kings uh, going strong to the net maybe just some bad bad ice or bad puck luck for him in this one that it never seemed to the, the puck never seemed to be clean on his stick for whatever reason um, but we'll we'll obviously keep an eye on Quentin Byfield going forward uh, in these next two games for the LA Kings and, and see if he maybe will get a better opportunity to finish. Uh, but again, really, really encouraged by what I saw from Brant Clark. Uh, this guy looks uh, to be as advertised. I don't know if he's ready for, for NHL hockey this coming season. Uh, it is a possibility from what I understand, but if we're judging Brant Clark uh, on this one game and he to say that he's got to show some extra ability to be able to stick with the LA Kings for this season, because the only option is he goes back to junior or he stays with the Kings. I would say a very encouraging and solid first step for Brant Clark in game one of this 2022 rookie faceoff. So overall, uh, I thought it was a decent effort from the Kings, a little bit disappointed at times. Um, but then again, we also have to remember, it's not like these guys have been playing together for, for a long time. They had one practice before they headed up to San Jose, um, so hopefully we'll see uh, as a team, as as a collective group, maybe a little bit more of a cohesive effort 
uh, going forward. Uh, so what do we have coming up next on Saturday in game two for the Kings in the 2022 uh, Rookie Classic up in San Jose? Uh, well, they will take the ice on Saturday, 2 p.m. Pacific time uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'm not sure what the lineup is going to look like for that one, but a couple of players that we'll definitely focus on if they are in the lineup, and I assume they would be. One of them is Martin Kromiak. Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of great things about him. Uh, fifth round pick of the team in 2020, 44 goals, 86 points in the OHL last year. Uh, if he is playing in game two against the Vegas Golden Knights, he is one of the players I will definitely be focusing on. Probably Akil Thomas as well, another name that we know and we've heard of. Uh, if you follow the LA Kings and the Ontario Reign, uh, expect him to probably be in game two in the lineup as well. And then Jordan Spence will is, is on the roster. I imagine he'll be playing defense in this second game, fourth round pick in 2019, and of course played 24 games for the Kings last season. And a guy who I will admit having a fan crush on. I, I'm a big fan of uh, Jordan Spence. So I'll be looking to see if Martin Kromiak, Gil Thomas, and Jordan Spence are in the lineup for game number two. And if they are, I'll be focusing on those three players. And then we'll see who else might potentially uh, stand out in that second game. Do want to say a uh, nice job by Josh Schaefer, who did the play-by-play of the stream uh, that uh, we saw, along with Daryl Evans on the call there. That was that was pretty cool to hear from Daryl as well. They did a good job calling the action. And John Schaefer is scheduled to be a guest on Locked on LA Kings coming up next Wednesday to recap all the games from the Rookie Classic. Speaking of watching this game, um, I was told that ho uh, Hockey TV was going to be streaming these games. I went and signed up for Hockey TV. Uh, I went to the page where they had uh, events listed. They had the 2022 Rookie Classic in San Jose listed. And when you clicked on schedule, nothing came up. So I contacted customer support. They informed me that they were not going to be carrying the game. Uh, I immediately asked for a refund of my money. So hopefully that's going to happen. Uh, but you can watch these games streaming on YouTube. And there was a link on the LA Kings website. There was also um, links on uh, tw the Twitter account for the LA Kings as well. That's where I found it. Um, also, thanks to Josh Schaefer for giving me the heads up on that. So if you do want to watch the game against the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday at 2 p.m., uh, you should be able to do so. Uh, there is a YouTube streaming channel. And again, the link you can find on LAKings.com and on the Twitter account. And I will retweet it as well on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. Uh, so looking forward to that second game, second of three games of the LA Kings in this 2022 uh, Rookie Classic. I want to remind you to keep up to date on everything that's going on with the LA Kings and with this show. We encourage you to follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. And again, uh, if you are on Twitter, I will retweet uh, the link uh, for the game coming up tomorrow and on Monday as well. Uh, on Saturday, I guess I should say not tomorrow as we're recording the show very late uh, in the night on uh, Friday. Uh, if you would like to send me an email uh, to comment on anything going on with this show or with the LA Kings, we have our usual Friday feedback segment that comes up. The email address is Locked on Eddie at gmail.com that is e-d-d-i-e locked on eddie at gmail.com hey thank you so much for making locked on la kings your first listen every day now make your second listen locked on nhl locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things nhl all year long stay up to date on everything in the hockey world that's locked on nhl your daily 30-minute nhl podcast again i am eddie garcia thank you for watching and listening to locked on la kings enjoy your weekend and as always go kings go